0: Hey Prem, so I was talking to my friend Peg the other day, and we were speaking about the situation that's been going on for the last few months for everybody, you know, we're all in it to some degree, and um, I know that with our background and what, you, what you've had happen in your own life, particularly, I mean, the biggest event that I think that has happened to you with, uh, with losing Shanti, your daughter. Um, you are not a stranger to challenging situations, or one might say, you you're not you haven't been a stranger to situations that have brought grief or stress or pain. And we were speaking that right now, although it's not necessarily on the table, it's not completely up front. Everyone wants to seem like they're all doing okay with the lockdown and the quarantine and the COVID and all of that, the fear. But the truth is, is that a lot of people are are experiencing a lot of challenge, stress, and grief. That's the reality, whether people are saying it or not, whether they're talking about it or not. And so I was thinking, you know, as I said, you know, you, you can speak to this really well because of what you've been through. And yet, you can also speak to the fact that you've been a practitioner of Ashtanga, of Ayurveda, of meditation for 42 years. And I think that you can probably share with people some things that how that's worked for you, what hasn't worked. What can we do in situations where we don't have any control. <laughs> you know, like right now, really the majority of us don't have any control over the situation and we really just need to go with it. Can our practice be useful at this time? Is it a useful method? How can we make it a useful method? Can you talk to any of this?
1: Yeah. I. It's a great topic in regards to what everybody's experiencing. And I think that this is, I mean, everybody's heard it over and over again, but what I've come to see in my own life through various time frames, and especially when my daughter Shanti died, is that it's a great opportunity to see where you're at. So everyone's at a different level of experiencing what's taking place. I don't think it's ever happened in this scale to this degree that we all know what's going on around the world and everyone is is being sequestered into and confined into a small little space and having to look at what their life is all about in an individual level, in a community level, and on a global level. And then there's all this information being flooded through all the, the venues that people are observing from. And some are skewed in one particular way. They create a tremendous amount of fear and anxiety. So it's perpetuating the whole thing. So I think that it's, it's, um, it's a big experiment. Life is a big experiment. And depending on where you're at in your journey, um, life gives you an opportunity to, to look at yourself. So no matter what's going on in the moment in time, because this is not, this is, this is not the, uh, the end all of, of everything that we're going to ex- experience. Sure. This is one little bleep along the way. Mm. It's an accentuated and magnified experience, mm. but yet it, it is a great opportunity. For you to kind of check in and see how much fear is there in you, how much anger, how much rage, how much insightfulness it's going to, it's going to give you the ability to see all that because you're, there's nowhere else to go. Now you can get lost in all the things, so you have to be, you have to be honest with yourself and take a deep look at it. And for me... That's what happened for me. Like you said, I had all these tools and I've been doing all these things and I've been going along and I've had different experiences through my life that were up and down.
2: Mm.
1: But, but the shock of having my daughter Shanti die in a car accident, mm. you know, unexpectedly, it, um, it really, everything was everything. thrown in my face.
0: And in a way, other things came to a halt, right? Like it was thrown in your face and came to a halt at the same time, in a sense.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, life carried on. Everyone kept carrying on with their life and everything kept going on. Mm. And again, as a personal perspective, I had to get in touch with, whoa, okay, so this is what's going on. But I also have you in my life. I'm living in Bali. I have, you know, my health, all these things Mm. that were all set up in a particular way that that were like a bonus. Sure. And then this, this incident happens and then it was like, whoa, okay, what, what do I do? So I carried on, I kept practicing and I did my best and we had a conference and a yoga conference yeah, like 3 months year. later yeah, exactly we talked about canceling it yeah. and i said no let's do it yeah. let's just go go through with it and i showed up and i i participated and i went through what i needed to and i shared with everybody at the conference and shared with different people and i just i kept moving forward as best as i could then you know different things happened in my life mm. where I didn't address the mental-emotional part of it. Mm-hmm. So I had the physical part handled. Right. I knew how to eat. I knew how to do all these things. I knew how to practice. I had all that. Yeah. I had the spiritual end of it. But in the middle was was this element of like the mental-emotional impact of what had just happened. Mm. And I didn't address it. And so for me, the really... Horrible thing for me was that I I kind of was I went into denial, mm. and I, I I started to go deeper and deeper into like my own little show mm. and that's my own that's my own uh, doing.
0: Your own way.
1: Yeah, it's my own way that um, I don't ask for help. I I don't reach out. I don't talk to. People about what's going on necessarily I mean I did but I didn't I didn't go really deeply into it you kind of go and into I, your shell yeah and I, 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 I try to just sort it out myself mm. and I asked for help from inside and I got that but what I recognized that is that I didn't fully surrender mm. I didn't fully surrender to the to, situation to the situation To to whatever you want to call it you know, consciousness, God, a higher power that ultimately we all have to surrender to that. And it took me a long time. It took me several years to get to a place where I had to completely surrender Mm. and I got more help from inside, but also I got help from outside Mm. with people and things and circumstances that helped me to, to, um, to see a little bit more about what what this whole thing is about—grief and uh, grief trauma and all these things—so I, I don't know if that helps people that are listening, but I I feel that um, you know we're all going through our own, you know.
0: I think yeah, I think it it does. Help. I mean, let's 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 face it. I mean. Losing a child in the way that you experienced, I mean, I, I know the quarantine is a very tough situation for many, many, many people because people are losing their financial situations. They're in tough situations with home and family and stress and health and et cetera. So we can't compare things yet. I'm sure in your case, this situation is obviously, you can't even compare it to the to, to the loss of what you experienced. It's no, nothing, for, nothing close. No, 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 no. So, you know, that was one of the reasons why um, I wanted you to, to share, to kind of give people some hope that you were able to get through, like, obviously an extreme tragedy and come through it and, and become a better person because of it and stronger due to the surrender and what you really had to go through on the inside.
1: Yeah, so it... it the The message that I have for people it's it's okay where you're at. Yeah. It's okay where you're at, in regards to the things that that are happening inside of you.
0: I think people want to hear that.
1: And well, you know, there's there's a there's an element of of um, you know, growing up as an American, there there is this superficiality about you know when people say, "Hey, how you doing?" You go great doing good you know you kind of you don't really address what's real like what's real and not that you have to dump everything on people when they ask you Mm. but there is this kind of you know everything's cool i'm good (laughs) it's all okay and i i we even see that you know within the context of of the realm that we work in because everyone wants to show up as as being all together and I got my life together and I'm a yogi and I practice yoga even
0: and, the namaste and I'm thing, vegan right? yeah.
1: and, <laughs> and I'm doing all these great things and look at me my Instagram posts that I'm doing so great And but now if you really want to be authentic and real about it which is something that I, I feel that, that we really accentuate that we have to be we, we have to be really honest
2: mm-hmm.
1: And open mm. with ourselves primarily, sure. and then share with other people what it is that that, that we're experiencing, so that we can get feedback. Mm. So that we can get feedback, and then we can go from there as to what what way we want to move towards.
0: I think the honesty thing that you just mentioned is is really key. I think that um, <clears throat> in the Western culture, anyways, that's all I can speak to is that there is a, um, like you said, it's difficult for us to reveal our weaknesses. I mean, the way that I think that we're raised in the West is to be better, 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 better. Even in yoga, in, in life, in business, we, it's really difficult to show your weaknesses, to show that you're struggling, to show that you have pain in your heart, because it might mean that your, your yoga practice isn't working. Or it's not working the way that you thought it was going to. Because there's an image out there that if you're a yoga practitioner and you practice yoga every day and you do your meditation and pranayama every day, you just have your shit together. But that doesn't necessarily always be the case.
1: I'm glad that you said that because one of the the main things that I really got was it was humiliating. Mm. It was... Humiliating and on on a higher level, it was humbling because yeah. I got to see where I was at. Mm-hmm. I got to see where I was really at. Um, you know, I I thought I had everything together. And on, on the superficial level, I did. Mm-hmm. I had everything. I had money. I had this beautiful place. We just got married. Yeah. All these things on the outside level, if someone's looking in, they're like, wow, Prem's really got it together. Look at how great his life is. Mm. And then a life circumstance, something that's karmically written that I couldn't do anything about, nor could she. That then you're like faced with like, wow, life is really, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it, it, is. it doesn't always go the way you want it.
2: No, it doesn't.
1: And so there's again, this is a great opportunity for everybody to kind of just um, take a look at where you're at, because it's, you know, one of the greatest things that 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 everyone is faced with is the fear of dying. Sure. And the whole coronavirus thing is all about like, oh, am I going to get sick, or is, right. my, is someone else going to get sick? And it's all, it's all magnified and pumped up around this thing of like, whoa, I could really get sick and die. Right. That's that's kind of the hidden kind of message in it. Yeah. And people are are scrambling around that, and so everyone's being locked in their house because they don't want to. They don't want to get it. They could die. They mm-hmm. could infect someone else. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing that everyone needs to get in touch with is death. Mm. And and death and dying is the number one fear that we all have. It's the root. It's yeah. the root. And it's it's even in the Yoga Sutras it's yeah, it's the fear of death is, is a a fact that every every being has.
2: Mm. Absolutely. That
1: every being has, and so it's really, it's really important that everybody gets in touch with it. Mm. Not in a, I've said this over and over again in different workshops and other circumstances, um, that uh, not in a morbid way, not mm. to look at death in a morbid way, but to look at it in a way of like, okay, I'm I'm here for a short amount of time. I don't know when that day will come. So what am I going to do with my time? Mm. What what am I doing here? Mm. What what do I what am I really doing here? Mm. So from the highest standpoint of of yoga and spirituality, it's there there needs to be an awakening to that realization. And the deeper meditation is getting in touch with your own mortality Mm -hmm. and realize that you're an immortal being Mm -hmm. and where does that reside where where do you get in touch with that is through a deeper meditative perspective of going beyond the mind and the body and that's what yoga is really all about all these different things that we do Mm. asana practice pranayama eating good lifestyle things it's all for health yeah it's a health and well-being perspective. To keep us healthy and strong. Yeah. And, yeah. Our number one priority is our, our spiritual awakening. Right. The second most important thing on the priority list is our health and well-being. Mm. And that's where the, the asana practice and all these things that I just mentioned come in. Mm. Then it's family and friends mm. as the next priority. And then work. How we make our money and how we, you know, contribute that way and, and the exchange of of uh, money energy for the, the But things how do that but how
0: do people typically look at look at that?
1: It's completely reversed. It's
0: reversed, isn't it? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm.
1: why there's there's even more angst. Yeah. Because everyone's being locked in. So and work shut is down. work
0: is work is what's suffering first. Yeah. Then so there's
1: yeah. So what what what's everyone talking about right now? Oh, that we got to open up the economy, right? That has to be because people are suffering because they're not working and they're not productive. And okay, so what does that tell you? Mm. It tells you that that's a that's a that's a high priority right. for people to be working and doing all that. Now, on on the level of of where that is a perspective in regards to how it operates in you. Is that, from from the standpoint of survival, people drop down into the lowest chakra. Mm. It's like survival. Oh my God, I can't make money. I'm I'm locked in. I'm in like this, this jail almost. You know, so it brings up all these fears. Yeah. Whereas if if you if you look at it from a higher perspective, then you can see it's just it's a temporary experience that we're going through how can you elevate your consciousness and and take care of yourself in a way that doesn't spin you out
0: Mm. I think um wow I mean you've said you're saying a lot of things that are really key and and super deep um how can we you know just to kind of like wind this up but how can we help students who who are out there who are they are doing their asana practice and they're doing it as best as they can and it it is their anchor, but maybe at this time of life with all this going on, it's also it might not be working in the best way for them. Like you've always said it can be a knife can be used to hurt somebody or it can be used to make a statue. How can they use their practices at this time of challenge in a way that's gonna benefit them? Is there anything particular you wanna like share about that?
1: Well, again, you're if if you're in a space of depression, and um, it's going to affect your overall energy. So there's kind of this this back and forth of like when you feel depressed, you don't have energy to practice, mm. and you're just kind of sure. apathetic, of course. So there, there you need to you need to be able to shift your energy so that you can then have the energy to to practice and do all these things so it's a, it's a tricky thing yeah. you know and this but like is it's where,
0: okay it's like in other words it's okay if people's practice doesn't look the same as it did three months ago
1: yeah it's it's fine but just take a honest look at what's what's going on and how you are affected mm. is it because you're watching you know youtube and the tv and all the negative things? Is that feeding your fear? Mm. Is that helping you at all? No. I don't think so. No. Not unless you're a strong person and you're you're able to watch and interact with all these things. It's better just to just turn it off. Yeah. And get yourself together. Don't listen to all that stuff because you got your own little voice going on and then you listen to that mm. and it's just gonna feed all your fears. Right. So it's better to to um, to feed the other end of it and elevate your consciousness, and that might mean talking to someone mm. or listening to something that gives you inspiration, right. as opposed to taking you down that dark hole,
0: or as opposed to just doing your ritual. You know, maybe like your typical ritual asana practice, you, it's not, I mean, of course we need our practice, but at the same time, if you're not getting, like you said, be okay with where you're at. And if you're feeling heavy or depressed, or it may be that you can only get part of your asana practice done and that's okay also. Yeah, that's fine. You know, like people kind of get hung up on you not being able to do it or not doing it the right way. And, in, in.
1: yeah, that's just all the judgment that comes in it's important to move your body absolutely and um to stay stay in that place of fluidity and breathing and all that it's going to help to to keep your energy flowing right if you if you negate all that and you get into like the downward spiral right of not doing anything
0: right absolutely it's going to
1: create more and more darkness and lethargy and Depression.
0: So it's almost like being okay with um, finding that happy medium, where maybe you don't have the same power and strength right now that you did two and a half months ago. But to not do anything is not going to also feel good. So just yeah. to, like you said, to it's, be okay where you're at,
1: it's okay. It's just just notice as a um, as a way to kind of check in that that this particular experience is a a barometer a barometer a thermometer Mm. of what you're where you're at right so if you're having a really hard time with it that's going to tell you something about yourself someone else is not having a hard time Mm. you know so and to
0: not and to not judge yourself if you are if you are having a hard time I think a lot of us are to actually be okay that you're having a hard time and not to judge it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. I think we're, we're our greatest judge.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: We're our greatest judge on, on what's going on. So, you know, we, we feel like people judge us and all that. People don't really care. (laughs) They're, they're so (laughs) self-consumed, right? You know, Thir- we're always
0: so worried about what they think, but yeah, yeah, we're worried about what other people think. I know that can be my thing too, yeah, for
1: sure. So it's it's better to to take a look at what you're thinking in mm-hmm. regards to yourself and really and place your focus on what is it that you need to do to shift and to change through this really difficult situation. It is a difficult situation. It's not, I'm not going to make light of it. No, no. It's, sure. it's something that, that, um, it's, it's making us all look at ourselves Yeah. in a the- very intense way. So the intensity can, it's like a pressure cooker mm. or you can really, you can really cook something mm. quickly. Because this, again, this is just a little window the pressure, of time.
0: What is that expression? The pressure can uh, is needed to make a diamond, or
1: uh, yeah. I mean, that's. I'll, I'll end, Let's end this whole thing with that, because when Shanti died, we had just gotten back from America. We had just gotten married. We got back. I opened up my computer. And there was a message from my youngest daughter, Mira saying, call me immediately. I called her and I found out that Shanti had died. And we were both in shock, obviously. And I didn't know what to do. I, we were both kind of just, oh my God, this can't be real. So one of the first people that I called was someone that I really respected. And I said, please, can you give me any insight into what, what's going on here? I am, I am at a loss, and uh, please, you know, enlighten me about what's, what's happening. And he said to me, you're in the process of becoming a diamond. And I said, okay, um, what does that mean? He said, well, do you know how a diamond is created? I said, I have, I have no idea, I have no idea. And he said, heat and pressure, hmm. heat and pressure. Heat and pressure. And he said, you're going through a tremendous amount of heat and pressure and you will continue. Hmm. It's not just right now, this is the beginning of the stage of you becoming a diamond. Hmm. So I in this heat and that. pressure, you either become a diamond, yeah, or you crack.
0: Right. Well, I think that those are pretty powerful words. Um, I think uh, it was. I really appreciate you sharing this with people, Prem. I know it was pretty deep for you to talk about this kind of stuff. So, I think this is a perfect place to close. Maybe at some point we can pick it up with another part.
1: Okay.